0: Above your propane grill, well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank, and right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for ten dollars with promo code Tank Ten. That's ten dollars for your first tank exchange with promo code Tank Ten. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com
1: and sound off. And now, it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live going to let the stream breathe. You all know the drill. Welcome in everybody to the Huddle Up podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host Chad Jensen and with me tonight filling in for a severely under the weather Zach Kelberman is another one of my partners in crime at MHH, MileHighHuddle.com, senior draft analyst and one of the co-hosts that you all know well Of Dove Valley Deep Divers, Eric Trickle. Eric, it's been a, as far as football news is concerned, it's kind of been a sleepy weekend, but without derailing our podcast on, you know, political and civil rights and things like that, it's been a very tumultuous weekend for the United States.
2: It really has been. And just being up in Alaska, it's not a big issue up here because that kind of stuff doesn't really happen up here, but. I'm glad I was really glad to see that there was some protests going on in Anchorage and everything like that, and that they were able to keep it civil, no rioting, no looting, stuff like that. And just everybody out there just hope that they're staying safe.
1: Yep. There's nothing to me more heartbreaking in, in a just situation in which a protest is, is justified to see innocent people and you know, private businesses. Like there was that one story of the uh, local firefighter in Minnesota who had saved up um, an African-American as well, saved up his entire life savings to open up a business and, and then up getting torched by rioters. When it jumps from a protest to a riot, that's when, and it, which usually entails, you know, destruction of property and whatnot and violence. And so hopefully it's like today, I was so just stoked to see Justin Simmons message down there in Florida his, his hometown, uh, well, close to his hometown, there, about five miles away is a town called Stewart, Florida. And he and his wife went up there to participate in the march slash protest that was taking place there. And he spoke as a famous guy from the town and whatnot. And he said, look, let's no violence, you know, no violence. Let's keep it peaceful. We're so close to seeing some of the positive changes that we want to see socially. Violence is only going to prohibit that change from being effectuated. So no violence. And I just love that message and it made me so much more, even more so stoked that the, that the Broncos are trying to get him locked up long-term.
2: Yeah. He's just such a, he's such a good person on the field as a player and off the field as just a person. He does so much for the uh, Denver community as well. And seeing him do this, stepping out and really taking kind of a leadership role of saying, Hey, let's keep the peace here. Is our violence just begets violence? We can't we can't do that. We got to right. stop that to really bring change around. I'm it. Listening to him and what he said actually nearly had me in tears because it, what he said was true, yep. and uh, it's just good that Denver has a
1: guy like that on their team. Amen. Yep. And what a leader. What a what an example for the young guys coming up in the 2020 rookie class. So, you know, there's a reason the Broncos are in love with Justin Simmons, and it's not just because of what he does on the field, but the example he sets and the impact he makes off of it. But, guys, tonight what we wanted to talk about, turning the page, because, you know, this is a football podcast. This is not a podcast that's talking about the, uh, you know, politics and whatnot. We're here to analyze your Denver Broncos and there was some one interesting piece of news that came out just on the doorstep of the weekend, as it relates to Jake Butt, who kind of broke his silence on the overall state of that knee. We're going to get to that, depending on how much time we have and what's on y'all's mind tonight. We'll maybe get to some other topics here, but first, I just want to welcome in everybody who's been hanging out in the room. It's good to see Buana Beast as always. We got the Ginger Ninja, we got Dennis and Robert and Tommy. John, the Von Miller Express 58. Welcome in, everybody. It's good to have you in the stream, and thank you for joining us. Gary, you as well, my friend. A couple of quick matters of business, and then we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of tonight's pod. And uh, for those of you you're going to ask, I'm sure, hopefully Zach's feeling well enough to be back in the saddle tomorrow night. He's never missed more than one podcast I can even think of. I think once when he's really sick. I've probably missed one when I'm really sick or traveling or something, but... I, I fully expect him to be back in the saddle tomorrow. Um, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. That plugs you into Huddle Up. That plugs you into all of the MHH podcasts because the Huddle Up account is retweeting every, every podcast main account here under the MHH umbrella. So follow at HuddleUpPod. And then while you're at it, you're also going to want to follow at Mile High Huddle for breaking Bronco's news and analysis as it's happening in real time. And gang, if you're in a position, check out huddleuppod.com and get your swag on. Get yourself one of these hats. Get yourself a mile-high huddle state of being hoodie. There's mugs. There's the face mask, which still to this day is a bestseller. And by the way, those things are moving now in terms of – we talked about there being kind of a delay because of the word that shall go unnamed. Uh, that seems to kind of be in the rear view. Orders are getting processed and shipped out much quicker, more – Pretty dang close back to normal, so for whatever that's worth. But, guys, if you're in a position to check that out, it's another way to support what we're doing here at MHH. Also, there's Dove Valley Deep Divers merch if you're a fan of the DVDD pod. A little bit of merch for every podcast under the MHH umbrella. So check that out if you're in a position. And if not, the one simple thing each and every one of you can do is make sure you subscribe, especially if you're on YouTube, like this video. And if you love what we're doing for you here at MHH, share it out. Those three simple things are a great organic way that you can help support what we're doing here. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
3: Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return. And if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit, that's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
0: I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing
2: golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, huh. what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means
3: you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive.
2: Yeah, it's a simple system, really.
3: Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer includes classic Dunkin' Refreshers.
1: All right, Eric, let me get to Jake Butt had himself a little sit-down with Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post, and I want to get to that. But first, I got to set the stage just really quick for our listeners. The last time we saw hide nor hair of Mr. Jake Butt was in the dress rehearsal game, the third preseason game last summer. And it was the only time in, in the 2019 calendar year for football that we actually got to see Butt because, if fans can remember, he basically redshirted his rookie year in 2017 as a fifth-round pick. And the Broncos knew that when they drafted him because he had just torn his, his ACL in Michigan's bowl game just a few months before they picked him. 2018, everything's looking good. He's rehabbed. He's back. They kind of slow roll him in training camp and then build up steam throughout the preseason. And he, he's on the 53-man roster to open the season. Things are looking good. Appears in week one, week two, week three. And then in between week three and week four during a practice, his, he suffers a re-aggravation that knee done for the season. And it was, that was really the last injury that he had. And it was almost 18 months ago. And last year when he, appeared in that third game. He thought everything was good. He was really excited after that third preseason game. He thought he was back in the saddle. Woke up the next morning, Eric, stiff, pain, swelling, didn't know what was going on. So the Broncos played it safe, did a scope on his knee to clean up anything, and just said, let's live to fight another day. Well, here we are, Eric, in that other day, if you will. It is 2020. He's heading into a contract year, and it's really make or break. Here's what he told Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post in terms of an update on that knee. Quote, my knee is good. I'm doing everything running and lifting. This off season has been a little bit weird for everybody having to bounce around and train anywhere you can, but I've still been getting good work in. I feel good about things and excited about playing ball again. Close quote. Eric, there's a couple other things he touched on that I want to get your thoughts on, but first give me your overall outlook on Jake, Butt heading into this 2020 summer.
2: Well, it's going to be definitely an interesting year with everything that's going on in the world and not having the offseason season programs, it's going to be a little bit more harder on him to really show what he can bring right now. And Denver, they've all but moved on, really, with going after Nick Vanette and then Albert Okwabinom and bringing them in. They really strengthen that tight end group that they have. And so there's going to be a strong competition there. And can Jake Butt really make himself known in that group? That's what we're going to have to see here, and he just doesn't have the time to, do, to really do it without just Bowling everybody away i mean when denver drafted him it was, he was a guy that he was there in the fifth round because of that knee injury that many felt he had second third round talent he still does but he's just got to stay out there on that field and one good thing that is for him though is the tight end room for the broncos is just really filled with solid players like nobody really exceptional at the moment so that is something that's benefiting drew lock or, or jake
1: butt with this yeah. and just potentially help him make this roster Absolutely true. And this is something that we kind of touched on right before we hit the old go live button tonight is that, you know, he's being dismissed and he is dismissed because it's kind of one of those, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me things where people don't want to get their hopes up right there. They figure, well, that injury he suffered in 2018 in between week three and week four, the last ACL tear that he actually had was his third injury to that knee in his football career. And second, within about an 18 month period, and so fans don't want to get their hopes up. It's easy to dismiss him, and the odds, obviously, at this stage, with this being his fourth year and he's only appeared in three games, they're not in his favor. But if you actually look at the situation of that tight end room, as you just intimated, Eric, there's no Tony Gonzalez ahead of him. There's no, you know, uh, Antonio Gates. There's no Shannon Sharp. There is a Noah Fant who had a record-breaking or record-setting, I should say, rookie campaign with first-round pedigree that everyone's expecting to take a leap forward, but it's not like Fant himself had some kind of Pro Bowl campaign in 2019. He's going to be given the benefit of the doubt in every opportunity to succeed and be the number one because of his his draft pedigree and what he produced as a rookie. But if you look beyond Fant, as you said, Nick Vanette, they just paid him a two-year deal. Good chance he's going to stick regardless of what happens with Butt. Jeff Hireman kind of on the bubble in terms of you know, if he fails to really rise to the occasion, the Broncos probably just cut bait and save $4.5 or whatever it is. And then a, a litany of former draft picks and guys that they need answers on, whether that's Troy Fumagalli, Jake Butt himself, Austin Fort bouncing back from an ACL, and then, of course, Andrew Beck. So he has an opportunity here, Eric, if he can stay healthy to at least fight his way onto this roster. Obviously, the Broncos, they have been extremely and exceedingly patient. So it's they want him to be on this roster. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's on the roster. You think I'm Yeah, on? I
2: definitely. I it really comes down to how many they end up keeping. I really think that they don't keep more than three. And if that four, with that fourth one, with them being able to pull up a guy off the practice squad, I right. think that's what they're looking at with the, with that fourth guy. And I'm looking at that for Andrew Beck because he has that ability to go back and play that fullback, which Pat Shermer doesn't really use, but when it's called for. They kind of need that piece there. So I don't really see where he fits in. I'm looking at Noah Fant, Albert Okawebenom, and Nick Vanette as those three tight ends. But it's also a possibility that they keep Jake Butt around on the practice squad because he is eligible for it due to some rule changes that they've had. Ooh. So he can sit there and still stick around on that, and they can continue to try and work with him, let him develop, let him get back into football shape because really with how long he's been away and how few little he's played. We don't know where he's at in regards to being able to actually play the game and being in right. shape for that. So they can sit there and continue to work with him on that and just see what he what he's able to do with it more development, especially as a blocker, and potentially move on from Nick Vanette next year and keep let Jake Butt make the roster. They so they have their options open for him. I just I have a hard time seeing him make the roster this year. They definitely want him to step up and just show what he can do. Show that potential that they saw when they want, when they drafted him despite the knee injury. And it's there. Just going to need a lot of work to get there.
1: Nikhil jumping in with a super chat. We really appreciate that. And apologies if I mispronounced your name, but thank you for the support. We do appreciate you. Jason here saying on YouTube, good evening, men. Let's get to the point. If Butt is in fact healthy, what does he have to do to catapult himself to tight end one? You know, it's funny that you say it that way, um, Jason, because I think before the Broncos bit the bullet and drafted Noah Fant, they fully intended – he was their long-term kind of ideal for tight end one. But he just couldn't get on and stay on the field. So now I think the best-case scenario for him is tight end two because from a talent perspective, an explosivity perspective, and a twitch, and the just big plays, I mean – I can think of two fifty-plus yard touchdowns that that Noah Fant had last year. Is Jake Butt busting one fifty yards or eighty-yard touch? No, that's not happening. Doesn't mean he can't be a, a force and a weapon in the passing game, but he, from an athleticism perspective and an explosive perspective, he doesn't hold a candle to Noah Fant. So becoming tight end one, outside of something unfortunate happening to Fant, I think that ship sailed in Denver as soon as that first-round pick was tendered for for Noah Fant. However. I could see him, you know, not out of the gates. It would take some time. He'd probably have to have a full season's worth of body of work to rise all the way up to tight end, two. As Eric said, right now, it's really looking like that. The team is eyeing Vanette as that tight end, two, And Albert O., you know, he's kind of the the monkey wrench in this thing in terms of really kind of exacerbating the fight that that Butt has to not just make the roster so much because I think as long as he's healthy, he's got a good chance of making it, but more so actually seeing the field because, you know, Drew Locke's going to be petitioning to get his boy, Albert O, his teammate at Missouri on the field Eric.
2: Yeah. And as you said, Albert O, he's just really is that monkey wrench because he he's only good at one thing right now, but who knows? The, limit, the sky's the limit with his potential. That was one thing that is just great about him. He's only a straight line guy right now, but maybe he can develop a little bit more with that that horizontal passing game, which is something that Jake Butt does quite well. Right, and it's one thing that's interesting is that when they were both coming out of college, I had them as I don't want to say similar players, but they could do one thing very well. Albert O was really that really good vertical guy down the seam, and mm-hmm. Jake Butt was that really good safety horizontal guy that could attack a little bit downfield a little bit more often but they both were weak blockers. So it's Albert O, I think he's really that piece that potentially is that final nail in the coffin for Jake Butt, but Jake Butt's going to get his chance. And I think that for for him to really make the roster, I think the thing that he's got to do the most is show that he can be relied on as a blocker. That's the biggest
1: thing. Fair point. Mike Evans, one of our superstars here, jumping in with a $5 super. Appreciate you, Mike. He says, if we place Andrew Beck or Jake Butt on the practice squad do you think we'll be able to keep them? In other words, are you sneaking either of those guys through waivers, Eric? What's your opinion on that?
2: I think that we'd be able to sneak um, sneak them through through waivers. Uh, Beck might be a little bit more rough to do, but I think that just because of how limited he was in it with his usage last year, I think that teams can just think that guys like that are dime a dozen, so there's not going to be that huge thing to go out and go after them. Same thing with Jake Butt. I think that with him, though, it's more so with the medicals do is another team really want to take that risk on him and claim him. And because then they have to carry him on their 53 man roster. So I don't see that. I don't see them really being major or see any other team being major threats
3: to go out and get
2: them.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
3: Attention, Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, it wouldn't exactly if it,
1: I mean, if Jake Butt ends up showing true health and utilization in all of the preseason games, and then he gets waived, I could maybe see a team who might've loved him in the draft that was hoping to sign him as a CFA or something, taking a chance. But I think Andrew Beck would actually be more of a threat to be swooped off on waivers just because of, there are still a few teams out there that that deploy a fullback and like that versatility of a guy who can put his, you know, his his fingers in the dirt and go ISO block a little bit. Might not be his strength, but then can go out and run routes and, you know, set the edge and whatnot. So we'll see. And we want to grab David here, one of our bona fide superstars, rocking that MHH face mask like a true boss. And, David, I did get your email, of course, with that image, and it's going up tomorrow, dude. We're going to be throwing you some love and shouting you out. So look for that, my friend. Really appreciate the support, as always. And as you know, too, David, you got a hat coming your way. So – He says, really hope Jake Butt is able to come up. And he says, I love the face mask. Looks good on you, dude. I can't make out any of your features because you're rocking the shades as well. But uh, cuts a striking figure. I'll just say that. Eric, let me grab for you here what, again, the Broncos have been exceedingly patient. I know there's a lot of super chat stacking up. We're going to get to you, I promise. I just want to get your thoughts on a couple other things he said here. The Broncos have been exceedingly, when I say exceedingly, I mean, Usually for a player, if they're drafted as kind of an injury risk or as an injured prospect, the team kind of gives them one swing at the table. You know, they develop or they, they rehab them. They get them back up to playing, um, you know, health-wise where they can participate. And then if there's another serious injury, usually teams, you, it's not long before you see the waved injured thing, right? They're gone. In Butt's case, this team has been exceedingly patient, really patient. And here's what he said in regards to that quote. I don't know a lot of people that have been through my situation and the team would still be hanging there with them in year four. It really speaks a lot for the organization and what they think of me. And I'm very appreciative. It's not a guarantee. They're not telling me I'm making the team by any stretch or rolling out the red carpet. I still have to go out there and work and earn it. But the fact that they're standing by me and giving me an opportunity, it obviously means the world to me. And I'm going to try and go out there and prove them right and prove myself right. Close quote. Your reaction to what butt is pointing out a very unique dynamic that exists between the Broncos and one Jake Butt.
2: Yeah, and with this quote is he's not wrong. I can't think of a single player that has been in a similar situation from him as he or as he is, and has gotten as much love from their team that drafted him. I mean, guys that I can think of off the top of my head that were drafted with with major injury concerns. Was that running back for San Francisco Lattimore? But he ended up being mm-hmm. out there after a while. Denver drafted a center from out of Baylor back in 2012, I think it was. And he was dealing with some injuries and they cut him, cut bait with him. Only guy that maybe was um can't think of his name, but with the Broncos, last name was Smith, he's a pass rusher. And uh Western Kentucky yeah, yeah, yeah. Quantaris. Um, yeah. And uh, but at least with him, he was able to see the field a little bit before the injuries really started to take their toll. True. So there's it just doesn't happen. So again it goes back to what I said earlier as they clearly see that he still has potential, they want to see him reach that potential and they want it to be with their with them. They don't want good. that pick to go to a waste.
1: Good point, my friend. Let's grab It's Lars CHF jumping in with a $5 super. Really appreciate you Lars. He says, "Hey guys, first time making the live stream. Really excited since I am a long-time listener." Very cool Lars. It's good to have you in the stream, my friend. I think what's, what's better about the live stream for listeners is if you're just listening on demand after the fact as a podcast, it's still great. You get the content, you get the analysis, you get the buzz and the talk and the conversation, but you don't get to participate in that conversation. In this case, you do. So welcome. It's good to have you, my friend. Let's also grab Logan here jumping in with a $2 super. Appreciate you, Logan. Go Broncos indeed. And uh, let's see what else is stacking up here. I don't want to miss anybody, so bear with me. Uh, Lars jumping in again. Appreciate you. He says, "Sending in love to the MHH family from Switzerland. Hashtag state of being. Stay safe in America, friends. Yep, we do appreciate the sentiment on both fronts, Lars. And uh, it's good, again, to have you in that stream. We're doing a little bit of a jump, so bear with me one second. I got to scroll up just a minute here. Fortunately, we're not skipping anybody, so that is good. It's good to see Brian as well, Terry, James in the house. We got King Hicks checking in here. Appreciate the love, my friend. Hashtag for the culture. Hashtag MHH family, Broncos world, and this whole community. Really cool, King Hicks. You know how much you mean to the community and to to the channel. So thanks for joining us, my brother. Um, Stu jumping in. Zeus McPeak, as we call him on this podcast, from MHH Mount Rushmore, way up through the clouds. You can see him descending on down. (laughs) Been busy, but showing my support. You know, we love you, Stu, and we appreciate you, my friend. It's good to see you in the stream. Hope you're safe, healthy, happy, all that good stuff. All right, let me see what else we got here. Eric, the practice squad changes. This is something you hinted at. We know we've talked about on this podcast the uh, changes in the 53 to the 55-man roster. 53 guys will make the roster out of camp, but on game days, teams can – Activate two practice squad guys onto the active roster. But then after game day, they have to send them back down to the practice squad. Um, What changed NFL rule wise for practice squad guys?
2: Well, I can't on top of that is they also increased the number. It's now 12 instead of 10. So there's two more. And I can't remember if there is one or two players that no longer have any kind of maximum for amount of years played. Um, I don't, I can't remember if they're, is like a super high limit, like eight years or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I know that it's no longer the the two accrued seasons that they have to have. They couldn't have that beforehand. Now that's not there. It might be higher, but I just I'm not sure off the top of my head.
1: James Campbell points out here. Maybe he's done his uh, his background on this. He says for 2020, teams can have a max of two players with any number of accrued seasons, and a max of four players. With a max of two accrued uh, seasons, irrespective of games played, practice squad expands to 14 guys in 2022. So, you know, for what it's worth, some of these like rules aspects that it's it bores me. Now, I'm not saying that bores <laughs> me in terms of the conversation. It means that as an analyst and a and a football writer covering the team, I don't spend a, like I'll read the article that updates me on what happened in the new CBA, but a lot of that information doesn't stick. I have to come back to it over and over and again for it to stick because. It's just not the first thing on the front of my mind, but it does help us give context to what could happen for bubble guys like a Jake Butt. So good point there, John, and thanks for the insight, James. George jumping in from the top rope, one of our Super Chat superstars with a symbolic super here and a very a very generous super. Really appreciate that, George. $44. Why is it $44? George says this is in honor of Floyd Little, the franchise, as we all know him to be who is battling cancer, get well soon, Floyd. So those of you who know your Broncos history, and again, George, thanks, my friend. We love you. Those of you who know your Broncos history know that uh, Floyd Little basically carried this team for a period way back in the day in the 60s and uh, was the first Hall of Famer, bona fide Bronco Hall of Famer. It kind of broke the ice for everybody. So, He is battling cancer, and as a community of of, uh, Broncos country, of course, he's in our thoughts and prayers. And So thank you, my friend, George. Gary also jumping in with a $5 Super. Love my MHH guys. Jake has to be outstanding to get on. What do you think of that, Eric?
2: I think that's not too far off. I think that he really does need to be something not, not really special, but something beyond good to really make this roster at this point. Um, or not necessarily make this roster, but um, give. try to think of the best way to put it is um, just to have a better chance of making this roster, I guess would be the best way for me to put it. It's just they have these other guys that they're invested in that they seem to want to have around a little bit more than Jake. So it's going to be an interesting battle to watch for sure, but he's definitely got to be something better than good.
1: And they they can count on them, right? Like even Troy Fumagalli had that sports hernia as a rookie, 2018, red-shirted, and he came back and played all of 2019. And you've heard the old cliche many, many times, the best ability is availability. And in Jake's case, you can, as a team, have all the love or belief in a player, but if he can't get on the field, you can't just sit on your thumbs. Like You have to make plans from a roster perspective to hedge against the distinct possibility that this dude might not ever see the field. And that's what the Broncos have done the last two drafts in particular and free agent period counting Bennett, which is why his prospects of, of making it this year, I do think they're good. I'm, I I do think he has a good chance if he stays healthy. Yeah. Now, if you and, ask me, is he going to stay healthy, Eric? I'm, <laughs> I'm not anywhere close to saying I think Jake Budd is going to be able to stay healthy just because, you know, that many knee injuries, three, both knees, by the way, too, so –
2: yeah, and there's that saying is, to more to your point is the best stability is availability. Yep. And I have really messed up knees, and they're fully healthy now. But there is always some kind of lingering issues with your knees, like even after one injury. And it's just I I just have a hard time being able to see him not have some kind of issues with his knees going forward.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No Contact, no commitment, no problem.
3: At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn
1: more. Yep, not everybody can be Adrian Peterson and tear an ACL and then come back and rush for over 2,000 yards the next season like you did in 2012. Uh, Sykes JB jumping in with a $10 super sticker. Very cool. Really appreciate the support Sykes. Here's Mark jumping in. One of our superstars rocking the MHH gear like a boss. He says, just wanted to say what's up. Atlanta protests have been chaotic. The only protest that I'm for is Broncos country. Hashtag huddle up podcast, the best pod really appreciate that Mark and hope everyone's staying safe in your neck of the woods. It's uh you know, not again, not to, not to derail the pod, but it is a very unsettling feeling to have 23 American cities burning right now in, in one form or another. And I don't say that, I don't use hyperbole in that sense. They really are. Like these riots have been uh, very scary. And let's just hope, my hope, Eric, is on that front that a lot of times you see these, these, these riots break out over a weekend. And then Monday rolls around, people got jobs, they got lives to get back to, and then it kind of calms down. So I'm hoping that's what happens in this case. And uh, we'll, we'll see if it happens. We'll see if that's how it shakes out. But uh, let me just scroll on down here and see what else is on everybody's mind. KP in the house down in Florida. Hope you're doing well, my friends. Good to see you. Christy showing some love. Really appreciate that. The queen of MHH, as we call her on this podcast, who will also be joining us here very soon. It might be this week might be next week. Last I think the last podcast on Thursday night the numbers were being misread. We're not 7, we weren't 7 new subscribers away from 7k. In fact, as it stands right now, I'll tell you exactly how many subs we are away for from 7k and then we're going to have ourselves a little shindig, unique podcast to celebrate 7k cuz as we know, the number 7 has a special significance in Bronco's country. We are right now sitting at 6,984. So we're 16 new subscribers away. And gang, I know that half of the of you watching this right now live and also half of you that will be watching this on YouTube after the fact on demand are not subscribed to the channel. I know that because I read the analytics and it tells me that. It's very flattering on one hand to know that you guys watch every single podcast and yet you don't feel the need to subscribe. On the other, if you knew how much you could help us by subscribing, maybe you would. So, take care of that. And I think we can get to that seven K really quickly. And we plan on having Zach and I having Christy on to celebrate the crossing over of seven K. And that's going to spark a new element to our show where we're going to start bringing on some of our super chat superstars. So Christy, thank you so much. You know, we love you. And Terry also up in Canada proven as always Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being saying Eric's tie rocks, hashtag state of being and Broncos world, baby. <laughs> Amen to that. Guys, and just for what it's worth, if you guys don't want to only talk about tight ends tonight, we don't just have to talk about Jake Butt the whole night. If there's anything else on your mind, by all means, put it in the stream. Eric and I are happy to tackle it with you. Um, Robert wants to know here, is there an under-the-table reason the Broncos are keeping Butt? Not an under-the-table reason. Eric, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, they it's a, the, Go ahead.
2: Drop it's, some knowledge. It's just the fact that they thought he could be something be a really good tight end in the NFL. And they just want to keep giving him that chance. Eventually the knee injuries and the injuries he sustained are going to be more than enough. And I think that this year is going to be that, that year of either he makes it and he stands out or he's done.
1: He's also got a really cool name for a pro football player. I mean, he probably got made fun of a lot as a child in elementary school. I mean, knowing what my elementary school was like, I'm sure he did (laughs) and all that you know all the the fiery darts he took because of his name that pays off for him now that he's a pro player because it's just cool to be a pro football tight end and your last name is Butt, so hopefully it shakes out well for him. I, I'm I'm still hopeful. Poppy jumping in one of our superstars with a very generous super. Thank you, Poppy, and also cool rocking the the uh, women's huddle up podcast football priest. T really appreciate you, Poppy. She says thank you, Chad, Eric, Buana the MHH family for the shout-out on Twitter today. You got it. You guys made my day. Can't be more thankful. Love the MHH family. Go Broncos. Amen, sister. And we also hit you up on Instagram as well. So check that out if you missed it, just in case. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Bear with me one second. I want to see. Oh, Christy, you don't have to do that. But really appreciate the uh, generosity, my friend. And she says, sending out all the love and prayers tonight. Very sweet and very kind and appreciative. And, the, I mean, our nation does need that right now. We need some, some cooler heads to prevail and for people to start listening to each other. Because one of the, my favorite quotes from Martin Luther King, Jr., the great Dr. King, MLK, every major American city has a street named after him for a reason And one of my favorite quotes uh, comes from him. Let me just read it to you real quick, because I don't want to botch it now that I'm actually on the spot here. One of my favorite quotes from MLK. This kind of puts you in the right mindset, I think, to try and understand what at least these protests are about. And I think even some of the riots, you can try and put yourself in that headspace. This is Dr. Uh, Martin Luther King. Quote, a riot is the language of the unheard. Close quote. So, what I'm, my message is, I'm not trying to make any kind of a political statement. All I'm saying is, uh, cooler heads prevail and let's try and listen to each other, right? Let's try and listen to what people are trying to say. And I think there's some truth to what Dr. King said there. So, uh, all right, let's get back to football here. Thank you again, Christy. We really appreciate that. Tyler pointing out here, I have an autographed Jake Butt football and jersey. And so, I really want him to succeed in Denver. We wanted to as well, just because, you know, he is a talented player. It's just health. Mike wants to know, Eric, any word on Bryce Callahan's health? The last I heard, and then I want to serve this over to you, maybe you've heard something else, was, <clears throat> excuse me, leading up to the draft before the word that she'll go unnamed hit and everybody got stuck in their homes for two months, was that. Vic Fangio saying the expectation is he's going to be there for OTAs on the field, participating, practicing, good to go. <clears throat> when they got into his foot last fall after the Broncos finally bit the bullet and put him on IR and he had the actual surgery, that screw that he had had from that last procedure in Chicago had broken off. And so they fixed that, straightened him out. And the expectation was he was going to be on the field in OTA. So I haven't heard anything new but my expectation is he'll be on the field at training camp, even if they kind of have to drip feed him into the rotation initially.
2: Yeah, I've heard something that's pretty much the same thing, is that the, the, he'll be out there, that he'll be starting the season as that, not the number two, not the number one, but actually the number three corner. Kind of a more limited role, letting Michael Ojemudia compete for the number two spot opposite A.J. Boye. But the one thing that often pops up when I have a conversation about him is is how many games is he gonna play? He's never played a full season, and I think that just be, as a result of that, with his foot, with things I've heard, I'm not expecting him to play a full 16 this year. I hope that, that he can get to 12 games, which would I think would be the right where we, we really want to see him
1: at. Gary Smith jumping in with a question saying, me being from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, everyone asked me, why do you like the Broncos? It's because I was a Broncos fan before we even had a team, right? Because Tennessee Titans used to be the the Houston Oilers. After the drive back in 87, championship AFC title game in Cleveland, I was hooked. Broncos till death. Very cool to hear how people come to be a part of Broncos country. Uh, It's Lars jumping back in with another super. Really appreciate you, Lars. He says, I'd love to see the Broncos signing Logan Ryan to a one-year deal so that our young corners like Oja Moody, especially can develop Eric. I don't know about you, but I've never been a, and thanks again, Lars. I've never been a big fan of Logan Ryan. I I don't know that he could probably thrive in a, in a system like Fangio's where there's not as much pressure put on the corners, but what, what are your thoughts on the Broncos even looking his way?
2: Well, we saw that the New York jets a couple of weeks ago, they were expecting to sign him, and that has yet to be finalized. So he's still available. But is he's just he's a versatile defensive back. I guess that's a that's a positive for him. But he's not a very good defensive back. A lot of people want to point out how many interceptions he had last year, which is great. But he allowed almost as many touchdowns, and he allowed almost a thousand yards receiving to whoever he was covering. In just about every single statistical quarter um, category for a cornerback, including the more advanced analytical statistics, he was bottom three or bottom five in every single one Um, yards uh, allowed per yards, allowed per attempt uh, per target or per completion per target um, yards after the catch per reception. All these stats is that he was just at the bottom of it. I never got the hype involved around him outside of the versatility. So, I I mean, I hope he goes to the jets because it might actually benefit
1: Denver. Yeah. The Broncos draw the jets on the schedule this year. So I'm with you on that. Like, I know that he had a lot of missed tackles last year, too, which yeah. is a big problem for, for Vic Fangio, as we know. But it's a name that a lot of fans know because it's, you know, he was one of the, I would say, in terms of national perspective, he's one of the top five corners in free agency this year, so fans heard a lot about him. People who watch a lot of football know a lot, of, of course, about Ryan, but I've just never been – he's never really impressed me too too much. Uh, Jungernot jumping in with a $10 super. Appreciate you. He says, uh, Hey guys, glad to catch another live pod. I'm about 15 minutes behind, but just wanted to show some appreciation from up in Montana. Hashtag go Broncos. Very cool. We really appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for jumping in with us live. That's cool. Um, This is a great point right here. Stony Neff, the Broncos would have moved away from Denver. If not for Floyd, Floyd little, the one man show. Um, let me see if I have it in here. Bear with me one second, gang.
2: How are y'all doing tonight? All doing good? Hope you so are.
1: I don't usually promote the work of my competition. Okay. But a gentleman by the name of Andrew Mason wrote a really interesting book for those of you that might want to catch up or, or polish up your knowledge of Broncos history. Tales from the Sideline by Andrew Mason. It's a great read, as you can see here. A collection of the greatest Broncos stories ever told. And he doesn't skimp on the on the founding era of the Broncos, the AFL days. And so if you want to learn about Floyd Little, what he meant to the team, uh, Frank Tripuca, that whole era of this team trying to get up and off the ground, I recommend finding that one on Amazon or wherever you can find it and giving it a read. So um, King Hicks, jumping back in, really appreciate you, bro. He says, I just want to shout out my brothers, Terry and Justin. You guys held me down when my super chat wasn't working. Got to send my love out. That's what makes this an MHH family and community. Keep it going and growing. Really cool. And it's it's been something to behold for us, Eric, just seeing the awesome relationships that are spawning out of the community. The Broncos bringing everybody together under the MHH you know, umbrella, if you will. It's just cool to see.
2: It is. It's just it's amazing what has been has come of Mile High Huddle being there from the start and just the community that's been that's just been made out of this. It's just it's amazing to see being able to and hu- very humbling too. Being able oh. to reach people in Saudi Arabia and Switzerland, like it's Lars here in mm-hmm. the chat, people in London, just all over the world, man. It's it's very humbling. And
1: we love and appreciate all you guys. Yep. And we're trying to find ways to we're considering different ways to try and reach our European friends and, and members of the community. And we're, we're, we got some balls in the air that we'll be probably talking about here in uh, the near future. So keep an eye on that. I know wh- where we schedule a live podcast and the reason guys, we don't schedule the live podcast in the middle of the day, like a radio show or something is because most people, they're not home till after 5 PM local time. And so they can listen to a pod and participate and whatnot. After five, and so we keep it at six, and and it seems to work the best for local time, but that leaves some people out, right, especially those who are in different parts of the world. So we're considering other options to maybe find ways to reach you guys, and we'll be talking about that in the near future. Mark Langley jumping back in. Appreciate you, Mark. He says, I'm a little butt hurt about Jake. I actually <laughs> like the guy. My wife's a big Michigan Wolverines fan. Yeah, it sucks for him. He can't stay healthy. Hashtag Chad Gangsta, I am a gangsta, dude. That's absolute truth. Yeah, he was uh, – did your wife go to Michigan? I'm curious. Mark, was at her alma mater? But, yeah, it does suck, and I think we're all a little bit butthurt that his story hasn't uh, been able to unfold in the most positive way yet, but he still has a chance to turn that ship around. We'll see how it shakes out. Glenn <clears throat> wants to know, why on earth do we still have uh, Jeff Hireman and his $4 million on the roster right now? Eric, what's your answer for Glenn? because
2: nobody wanted to trade for him during the draft. Denver tried multiple times. They were trying to use him as a part to help move up and secure, as we now know, Matt Hennessy instead of Lloyd Cushenberry and a couple other moves that they were trying to make. But there just wasn't the interest there in that happening or other aspects fell through, like in the case of Matt Hennessy, him going to pick before where Denver was trying to move up to. I think that once training camp comes around again, I think that Denver will be looking at trying to trade him again, and hopefully he's able to perform during the preseason games to help garner more interest.
1: Let's grab Terry here, jumping in again, up in Canada. Really appreciate you. Chad, Eric, Horse, Clock, Lock, MHH World, Rocks, much love to you all. And same to you, my friend. And it's really cool to know that uh, you're, you're, uh, you're exposing the show to your friends and family and your girlfriend and stuff. That's what we love, too, is, guys, there are a lot of ways to bring people into the fold. We tell you to like, to share and whatnot, but just word of mouth, just telling people about the show is another way, too, to get people into the fold and get them into the community where we can all enjoy their participation as well. Uh, Let's grab Lars here again. He says, I really hope the Broncos will have a London game in 2021 so I can finally go to a game in person. That was the biggest thing that was Heartbreaking and tragic, Eric, because of the word that shall will go unmentioned. The game that the Broncos had scheduled for the United Kingdom this year against the Atlanta Falcons had to get canceled and ta- not canceled, but rescheduled to be a, a home game for the Falcons. So maybe next year. Hope Well, it won't be next year. I doubt. I doubt. Well, who knows? Maybe they will actually just yeah. delay it and put them back in Europe next year. I don't know. We'll see.
2: That's. I think that's going to be something interesting to watch all the implications from this and with what's going on with not just the NFL, but all sports. Very interesting to watch it. And for me, at least
1: mm-hmm. I just want them back, dude. I just want sports back on the field. <laughs> and I think we're going to be getting it here really, really soon. Glenn jumping in, appreciate that super, my brother. He says, Zach is getting his teeth whitened right now in preparation for Christy's appearance, hashtag state of being. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't confirm, Glenn. He is, he is really under the weather. Trust me, dude. Zach is one of the most dedicated and hardworking cats I know in this business, and uh, he doesn't miss a, a podcast unless there's a, unless he's basically just laid low, and that's what happened to him. So he'll be back hopefully tomorrow. Steven, one of our Super Chat superstars, jumping in. Really appreciate you, Steve. Good to see you. He says, just wanted to say hi. Appreciate that, Stephen, mm-hmm. And the support, of course, as always. Uh, EA Shalom pointing out if anyone's going to the Broncos game in Atlanta, he'd love to get a good group uh, to support the Broncos. So we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that type of stuff when we actually get closer to the season. So hopefully that happens soon. Uh, we'll have a chance to do that. Mark jumping back in to say, just wanted to say that Mr. Chad Jensen is a good man and what he does for us and what you do for your family. We're blessed to have you, bro. Hey, dude, you don't have to say that, but I do appreciate it, Mark, and uh, appreciate you, my friend. That means a lot. Just a lot of uh, outpouring tonight. Not a lot of questions. Just people showing love on Super Chat. King Hicks again jumping in because I missed two shows. Hashtag showing love for the culture. It means a lot, you guys. Seriously. You're, you're going to make Eric and I get all weepy and teary over here, dude. So thank you. Um, Robert wants to know, Eric, I'll let you tackle this one. Is there a cornerback available who doesn't get burned on a regular basis?
2: Um, Not really. Uh, only one that could possibly be thrown out there is Denard from the Bengals, but that was more so in the nickel and he wants a boundary job. He did, I believe it was the Jaguars. He signed with the team and then some fell through with the contract and now he's back to being a free agent. Well, he was going to sign with the team, but because of everything that's going on, contract wasn't official. Something fell through, and now he's back available anyways. Um, he's the only one really that comes to mind as a guy who doesn't get burned often. Um, there are a few times where he has, but every corner gets burned every now and then, unless you are one of those like elite guys, and there's just not that many.
1: Yeah. There are only so many. God only made so many Champ Bailey's and Darrell you know, it, If you're going one-on-one against a guy, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, pitchers and batters, eventually you're going to be on the losing end of a matchup. It's just bound to happen. Uh, Lars jumping back in, really appreciate you, my friend. Uh, he says, so it's ni- or so since you guys don't like Logan Ryan, who do you think will be the corner behind A.J. Bouye and Bryce Callahan? I've got some ideas on this, Eric. I, I, honestly, I happen to believe that when it's all said and done, that's probably going to be Michael Ojemudia. but what's your answer?
2: I think that it's going to be, well, really the number three cornerback, I think it's going to be um, Bryce Callahan with Michael Ojemudia as the number two. but um, Yeah, as the nickel corner. And that's how I think it's going to pan out. I really think that because he's playing in the scheme that fits him so well, he'll be able to step up. I don't think he'll have like a tremendous year, but he'll be good enough to stay out, keep out there as a starter.
1: Indeed. All right, let me see here. Yeah, as Jason said here, guys make sure you smash that like button before you bounce on out, whether you're popping in for just a little section of the show or for the entire episode, don't forget to leave a like here. And this is a great article. We don't have time to really go through it in its entirety tonight. I was, uh, we kind of kept it as a back burner possibility, but Thomas Hall of Mile High Huddle had a really good article that he published today, earlier today, which is based on analytics, based on what, what uh, pro football reference calls performance value five players five veterans and he doesn't count rookies and he doesn't count of course uh second year players five veterans who the analytics point to having a really good 2020 campaign so i suggest you guys go check that out on the website when you get a chance it's a great read uh black knight good to see you my friend it's been a minute jumping in showing a very generous super he says, just saying hello, showing some support. I got a jet because of a tournament I got to live cast here in a bit. That's right, dude. I forgot you do all that. The gamer's life never takes a day off. <laughs> Have fun and stay safe. Everyone, really appreciate that, bro. Really appreciate that. And good luck in your tourney. I'd be curious to know if you're still in the chat what game you're what what video game you're you're competing in. What do you think?
2: I- I actually saw him. Somebody else asked in the chat, and
1: it's StarCraft 2. Oh, there you go. I don't know what that is. I know <laughs> Call of Duty. I know Madden. I don't really know much <laughs> beyond that. Because I, mean,
2: I was terrible at StarCraft 2, but it is, it's is—it's one of those games that I really like to sit there and watch competitive gameplay of. It's just, just something that I just can't do. I tried to get into competitive gaming once with Gears 2 or Gears of War 2 man, it is a lot of time and effort that goes into it. And I was still terrible at the game. So I got regulated to a coachings, but
1: yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, dude. How, yeah. how much um, people put into gaming and how they can find ways to earn. I mean, even my uh, almost 12 year old son, he wants to be, he told me the other day, he goes, dad, I think I want to be a professional gamer when I grow up. I'm like, you know, that sounds like me when I was 14 I wanted to be a professional musician or like, you know, Work for Sports Illustrated. It can be done. You, you gotta you gotta dream it first, and then speak it into existence is step one. And then you gotta follow it through with with uh, effort and action. But it you never know, man, what the universe has in store for you. I'll just tell you this: some dreams do come true. King Hicks jumping back in, dude. Thanks so much, King Hicks. We appreciate you. He says this is and this one is just because hashtag smash the like button, subscribe Broncos World. Appreciate that, bro. Um, all right, we're at 49 minutes we probably got to keep this one a little bit shorter than usual but let me just see what else is on everybody's mind here before we jump out of here we don't want to leave anyone out in the cold james from across the pond jumping in appreciate you brother he says, "Sending much love to broncos world chad please get this sat oh the saturday pod going lance let the cat out of the bag also i just bought that book oh you bought the uh cool yeah it's it's worth it i mean you know it's not going to blow your mind but it gives you the background history on the Broncos starting from the beginning baby and Mason is a meticulous researcher no detail is boring to him so he goes through it all and i think you'll enjoy that so yeah we're considering options right now for our european listeners and we'll we'll see how it shakes out in the very very near future man we've got quite a few supers that have stacked up <laughs> so let me let me jump to him here Lars Uh, Appreciate you again, my friend. He says it's 3 a.m. for me right now, so sadly I can't make the live pods till early July. But I'll make sure to watch it later on YouTube. Of course, I'll like the video to support you guys. Very cool, Lars. Every little bit counts. And you know, we're never going to ask anybody to donate. We're never going to ask you to super chat. Easy things to to do to support. Just listening after the fact on demand and liking those videos, sharing them out. Those are simple things that any one of our awesome. Community can do at any given point in time. Um, DJ, yeah, I see what you're saying there, bro, but I, I really don't want to go down that road in this conversation right now, bro. Um, let's see here. Wires again, dude. What do you guys think about the idea of all the players being mic'd up during a game? Deshaun Jackson came out and thought it would be a good idea. So, kind of speaking to, um, What was it? The XFL had some cooler, like dynamics in terms of their production where a kicker would just, you know, make the game winning kick or miss the kick to end the second quarter or whatever. And literally, as soon as they're off the field, they are being interviewed on TV. And so you get the immediate raw reaction as as it's that's cool. But how much of that, Eric, would you really want to see guys being mic'd up and the whole? I mean, do you really want the entire curtain coming down and, and, or do you want there to be some? you know, mystery to the game.
2: This is one that during the XFL, what little bit I watched of it, I was going really back and forth on like as awesome as it would be to have all that stuff right there. I think that they would have to sit there and be very careful with what it is because on the sidelines in games, as loud as NFL games can be often, you can hear coaches and there yelling at players and stuff like that, talking about scheme stuff or how to attack or how to stop players. So you just got to be really careful with that kind of stuff. Cause you don't want right you don't want information that would take away from the competitiveness of the game, get out there. Um, So it'd be something that would be interesting if they could figure out a way that would work with the NFL level, because XFL quite frankly, isn't nowhere near as big. I mean, we all know that. So it's just a huge difference there that if they can figure out those ways to handle that, I'd be all for
1: it. But that's exactly why it's never going to happen because I mean, Uber competitive, they go to, insane lengths to protect state secrets these teams and you know the stakes are a lot higher let's face it for an NFL franchise than for the XFL very loosey-goosey very trying to do new things to appeal to viewers that's different than the NFL to kind of give them any kind of a leg up in terms of capturing some of that market share so that's some of the ways the XFL tried to make itself different set itself apart to appeal to football fans who maybe were not that interested in what they might've perceived to be a, a you know, a inferior pro league at the NFL level, they had to kind of be, get creative. And even though I don't think those were by any stretch, inferior athletes in terms of the league and the stakes, I mean, these NFL teams are worth billions of dollars. What is the X? I mean, XFL doesn't even exist anymore. They closed it down because of the word that she'll go unnamed. John really appreciate that. Super, my friend. Very cool. And this is a good question, Brian. Eric, (laughs) where's your cap, dude? It's in the mail. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Should be here, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. There you go. Um, Our friend Dave D in California, jumping in with a $5 super. Appreciate that, Dave. He says, as a Buckeye fan, the tight end from TTUN has to go. What's TTUN? What am I missing?
2: I think he's talking about Michigan,
1: but I don't know the TTUN. Hold on. Because, yeah, cause if you're Buckeyes, you hate Michigan, TTUN. Yeah. What am I missing? Zach's really good at uh, interpreting things like this that go over my head. J.K. Hope, he's healthy and produce. Bottom line is Dave wants him to produce and yeah. uh, TTN, TTN produces. I don't know. Thanks, though, Dave. We appreciate you. You can clarify in the chat and uh, at least uh, satisfy our curiosity on that. I'm not sure what that means. Jake jumping in with a $10 super, really support uh, supporting the channel. Appreciate you, Jake. He says, I got tickets for the Falcons game. How do you guys see that game going? Also, can we ask Christy questions when you guys are live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have a very similar format, and she'll just be in the stream. It'll be fun. Um, the Falcons game. And by the way, Jake, are you in Georgia as well? Because there are a lot I've learned through this community just catching fire. There are a lot of Broncos fans in Georgia for, for what it's worth. But how do you see – I know you just did the video on the Atlanta Falcons game not too long ago, Eric. How do you see that throwdown? Broncos traveling to the East Coast, take on the Falcons?
2: I think if Drew Locke can be cautious of Keanu Neal and Deion Jones, again, that, that coverage group that they have there, I think that they would be able to put points on the board. I just want to see if the Broncos defense can stop that offense of the Falcons because they are loaded with talent and weapons and the best way to slow them down is to get after Matt Ryan
1: well said I think the Broncos have a really good chance of coming out with a W on that game even though it is east coast but don't take it for granted because you got a veteran quarterback you got a defensive minded coach that could throw some unique things at a young quarterback so don't take that one for granted and Nad Ludlow jumping in appreciate that super my friend and uh your consistency, man, each and every podcast you're chipping in, you're throwing down and we appreciate you. All right. Let's see guys. We got to get out of here really soon. Um, appreciate that. Lars says, jumping back in, sending uh, my final love to the MHH family from Switzerland. I'll see y'all again in July. We look forward to it. It's been good having you in the stream, my friend. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. All right. I got to get rid of this dude. Michael Wilbanks. Sorry, bro. You're gonzo. See ya. We don't need any of that in our chat stream. All right. Sorry for that, guys. You know, we can't control that, but once we do see it, we got to get that out of here. All right. Gary wants to know who will be the backup. Who will be our backup QB to the backup but who will be our backup QB to back up our backup? (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, if there is going to be a third one, it's probably going to be Brett Rippin. Don't you think Eric? Yeah, I definitely think that is.
2: I mean, it would, it'll be interesting to see if Brett Rippin could take that step and beat out Jeff Driscoll for the number two spot. And if he does that, then I think Denver should just cut ties with Jeff Driscoll for compensatory pick reasons and a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's way more just down the road. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think that the pecking order is Drew Lock, Jeff Driscoll, and then Brett Ripon.
1: Terry Randall jumping in again. Appreciate you, Terry. He says Broncos World, the time has come. Smash the like button. That's that's my verbiage. Smash the like button. And also Black Knight letting us know. Appreciate the super again, my friend. He says, P.S. If you guys need help with Discord or Twitch, let me know. Hey, we might hit you up on that. We are working on putting out putting together a Discord. So and Twitch, as you know, I am completely ignorant of. Um, so, yes, even though we stream every podcast on Twitch, I don't know how much, how viable the platform is for a, a non-gaming football podcast, Broncos podcast. So maybe I'll, I'll eventually swing around and hit you up on that, my friend. All right, guys, um, let's grab one more question here, and then we're, we're going to check out for tonight, and it'll come from Jason O'Neill on YouTube. Vic Fangio's defenses typically do well in year two. With that being said... Is 50 plus sacks realistic this season? Eric, what was it? Uh in 2015, the Broncos under Wade Phillips, wasn't it 52 sacks? They led the league, I want to say. Yeah. So getting to 50, you know, it's no walk in the park, right? It's you have to literally be the best in the league to approach that number. I want to say last year 40s, I think it was 40 the Broncos had. I could pull it up, but we're running out of time. But what's your answer for Jason here?
2: Um, it's a tough one because it, there's really a lot that's going to go into that. Um, I mean, last year, there were only four teams that got above 50 sacks. I was pulling it up. So it's not something that's very common to happen. And with the Broncos issues, or at least their concerns that I have with their secondary, it's going to be an even bigger issue. Browley Chubb and his health is Von Miller. Is his decline going to end? Like, cause 2019 was a bad year from him. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He just didn't perform up to expectations. And are these interior pass rushers, these young guys, McKelvin Ajim, or McTelvin Ajim and Draymond Jones, are they gonna step up? Is Drill Casey gonna have a bounce back kind of year? There's just a lot of questions for it. I don't so I don't want to say that it's realistic, but if it happens, I wouldn't be shocked. And it'd be obviously great if it does happen for the Broncos.
1: Honestly, for me, this whole the answer to this question is completely contingent on. Does Von Miller bounce back after a less than stellar first year in Fangio scheme? And does Bradley Chubb return to the same form or even better than where he was when he went down in week four last year? If those two guys play up to their potential in Fangio's second year in Denver, then I don't think – I mean, sky's the limit because as you talk about often, Eric, in your writings, it's it's a – what's the word Uh, it's escaping me right now, but it goes, they they're dependent on each other, the inside and the outside rush. And if the outside rush is demanding additional attention that frees up the inside guys uh, to wreak havoc and get more one-on-one opportunities to get after the quarterback. So symbiotic, that's the word I was looking for. So anyway, we'll see if those two guys bounce back, it could be a great year for the Broncos pass rush but I do happen to, even though there have been some changes, I do think if you look at the history of, of Fangio's scheme, let's just look at his last two stops, progressively got better a uh, year in. For, in Chicago, it took a little bit longer to turn that ship around because when he, and, when he joined John Fox there as the defensive coordinator in 2015, man, those shelves were bare and they had to literally rebuild and, and put the right pieces in place. And it took time. And when they finally had all those pieces in place, you guys saw what happened. I mean, they went, they rocketed into the stratosphere in 2018 with the number one defense, and the Bears were competitive again, and they won their division, and they made it to the playoffs, and lost to the Eagles. But nevertheless, that's what could be in store. Similarly, for the uh, Denver Broncos. But guys, we got to get out of here for tonight. And Black Knight, I'll I'll hit you up, dude. I'll uh, I'll check in with you. I see what you're saying there. But gang, we got to get out of here for tonight. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter. At huddle up pod, you can find Eric here on t- uh, Twitter at Eric Trickle, mind the K in Eric, myself at Chad and Jensen. And Eric, dude, thanks for taking the time on short notice to uh, show up and talk Broncos football with me and our awesome audience here tonight.
2: Yeah, it was a blast. And I mean, we didn't talk that much about football, it was just hearing all your guys' love and support and all that stuff like that, which again, we just appreciate so much. And it was just it was a joy being here. It always is. Always is. Just sitting here and just chatting with you guys, all of you. Just you guys are awesome. Thank you all for your
1: support. And guys, we literally hang out at milehighhuddle.com all day long. We're always putting content on YouTube and we try to be cognizant of the, the comment section after the fact. But where we're literally hanging out all day long because it's our jobs, is at MileHighhuddle.com. So if you want to keep the conversation going, as Buana Beast is saying here, come 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 engage on the site. Every article we publish, every video, comment, post your own ideas and articles and memes and Twitter shares and Facebook, whatever, in the community section. It's another way to keep the conversation going. But for now, gang, we do got to get out of here, and we will be back. Zach is expected to be back in the saddle tomorrow night. And then you'll see Eric again, of course, Friday night with Dub Valley Deep Divers with Lance Sanderson. So for Eric Trickle, I'm Chad Jensen. We thank each and every one of you for being with us. And it's a mile-high salute to our Super Chat superstars. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night.
0: You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
3: Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Break free from the big three. Get unlimited with 5G included
0: for thirty dollars a month when you get four lines on Xfinity Mobile. Prices may vary and are subject to change. Reduce speeds at twenty gigabytes per line. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters.